This is Ike Allred with another episode of Create or Die. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good one. It's late. I'm feeling a little crazy. I know I should get more sleep, but I'm here. I'm in it for you and for me. So let's uh, let's get this party started. Now, to kick things off, we're going to do things a little different. Haven't done anything quite like this before, but uh, we're going to bring in some virtual guests, if you will. I'm going to comment on some knowledge nugs that I've uh, found from a little social media app that you may or may not be familiar with, TikTok. All the kids are into it. Check it out. <laughs> but uh, just a little aside, with, ki- with TikTok not KitKat or whatever, um, you got to train that algorithm. So if you just open it up, it's going to ask you a couple questions. It's going to be like, hey, you're an old guy. You probably want to see these random pictures of girls running around in bikinis, but that's not healthy. We don't need that. So do a couple searches. Search for things that you're interested in. Um, How to start a YouTube channel. You know, Blender tutorials. Whatever it is, don't be afraid. Just go do it and then it'll be like hey this guy likes that let's serve him up more of that and then you'll you'll have that algorithm whipped into shape if you will now let's go ahead and uh, roll the first clip now this is from Sam Parr who is the co-host of one of my favorite podcasts yes I do listen to other podcasts not just create or die (laughs) but the podcast that Mr. Sam Parr co-host is my first million you should check it out if you if you haven't uh, obtained that first million and even if you have give it a listen there's there's lots of good stuff and of course i'm not being uh paid to uh, prop up any of these any of these uh, influencers just uh just trust me so let's listen to this I think there's like two categories of people. There's people who do stuff and there's people who talk about stuff. Yes, go. I get like 100, 200 DMs a day and it's like, hey, I'm going to launch this, this, and this. What do you think about this? And my reply to them is always the same thing. Awesome. Send me the link when it's live. And so if you're the type of person who talks and doesn't do, I think ideas are irrelevant because I think you have to get reps Mm. in. Turning what's in your brain into something that you could see and touch, that is a skill. And if you don't already have that skill of doing, ideas don't matter. I think there's like two... Okay, there you go. So, that's crazy. I mean, how many people out there are like, we're just waiting for that big idea. You know, you're at work. It's like, share with me some ideas. All that matter are ideas. But what Sam Parr is saying here, or or at least what I'm getting out of it, is ideas are table stakes. Those are things that that everyone has. You know, we've all lived our own unique lives and we've experienced different things we've uh, got ideas you know our own ideas and and those are irrelevant unless you're the type of person who is a doer okay so an idea without action is dead it's nothing so speaking of people who who did something there's a, a designer entrepreneur and social media influencer that I've recently started following 
Mr. Chris Doe, D-O, check him out. Uh, I've got a little clip to share of him, and, and in this case, it's, it's actually not a clip. It's something that I'm going to read because on TikTok here, it's just a list with some music behind it. And I'll go ahead and read that to you. It says, and this is at the Chris Doe, so check him out on uh, TikTok. It says, I'm 51. Started YouTube at 42. Got serious on Instagram at 46. YouTube subs now at 2.1 million. Instagram followers 880,000. LinkedIn followers 420,000. Twitter 100,000. I did it. You can too. But you have to start. Give before you ask. Focus on getting better and not the numbers. Learn before you scale. Phew. That's, that's awesome. That's some good advice there. Uh, how many of us get caught up in the numbers, right? It's in our face all the time. You open up uh, YouTube, you're ready to post another video, and you see that your previous video just got 15 views or none. And it can be a little demoralizing. But we just need to consign ourselves to the reality that initially... There's not going to be much of a following. Sure, every once in a while, there will be that uh, fluke instance where you captured that perfect cat video and it just goes viral or whatever. But in the end, what is that, you know? I mean, I guess there's a business or some level of creating behind that. But uh, that's not the kind of success I'm looking for. And I would wager... You're not in that camp either. Okay, let's let's roll another video that will, you know, again, let's stick with the social media theme. It seems to be all the rage, and no matter what kind of business you're looking to create or or what kind of ideas you want to share, uh, a lot of it revolves around social media this day, like it or not. So this is Mr. Beast. Let's hear what, what kind of mind-blowing advice he has to give us. A lot of people get analysis paralysis and they'll just sit there and they'll plan their first video for three months and yeah. Any of you listening, especially if you have zero videos on your channel, your first video is not going to give views. True. It's not. Your first 10 are not going to give views. I can very confidently say that. So stop sitting there and thinking for months and months on end and just get to work and start uploading. All you need to do is, this applies to people who have not uploaded videos but have dreams of being a YouTuber, is make 100 videos and improve something every time. Do that. And then on your 101st video, we'll start talking like maybe you can get some views, but you know, your first 100 are going to stop. Just make 100 videos, improve something each time and then talk to me on your 101st video. A lot of people get it. Awesome. So that goes right in line with what Christo was saying, is, you know, initially, it's not going to be there. And you've got to concentrate on growth rather than the numbers. Okay. So that's, uh, that's Mr. Beast's advice. What are you going to do with it? Does this resonate with you at all? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Do you agree? Are these nugs of knowledge or not? That's the question you got to ask yourself. And I'm, I'm just here to serve them up. You know, your friendly fast food uh, employee behind the counter trying to serve something up. I told you it was late. It's late. Talking. 
backwards over here. Now, you might be saying, ah, I'm afraid to do that thing. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel on beekeeping, or I've always wanted to create that iPhone app, or I know that there's an audience out there for my kazoo music, whatever it is, it's scary, right? And you're afraid that uh, people you know might see it and think less of you. The fear is real. The struggle is real. But a dear uh, friend and mentor of mine, former co founder of uh, MX, the company I work for, Mr. Brandon DeWitt, had something to say on that subject. He said, be passionate to the point of ridicule. I love that. You should have, I mean, I wish I had the clip with me. Uh, he said it multiple times, but we did capture it on video at least a couple times. And that's powerful. And that was some advice I remember him giving to a room full of uh, entrepreneurs, uh, former, you know, veterans, former defenders of our great nation. And that was one of the key pieces of advice he shared is be passionate to the point of ridicule. What is it that you love so much that you're not afraid of being ridiculed for sharing it. Maybe that's a wake-up call for you. What's the worst thing that could happen? You know, you you get up on stage, you've been paid to uh, speak at this big event, you've made a name for yourself, but then something happens. You, you lose your train of thought. You're struggling. Ideas pop in your mind like, oh my goodness. How can this be happening? This is the worst thing that's ever happened. They're going to demand their money back. And you might think, where is he getting this uh, example from? I, I don't see him up on stage anywhere. I'm glad you asked. Because, yeah, it's not me. Mr. Simon Sinek, who you've probably seen all over the socials. He's, he's a you know New York Times best-selling author and motivational speaker and all-around uh, decent human. Uh, let's let's hear what he's got to say. There's an organization out there. They invited me to speak. Amazing honor. And in the middle of my speech, I completely lost my train of thought. Mind went completely blank. So I went quiet, could not find my place. And then the panic sets in. And so I stop and I turn to the audience and I decide to include them. So I turn to them and I say, do you ever have that experience where your mind goes completely blank and panic sets in, I said, I'm having that experience right now. And let me tell you, I'm loving every second of it because it makes me feel alive. And they applauded like you have no idea. And that's, I think, what vulnerability is, which is we use our own struggles and tribulations as a service. 
this is going to make them feel so uncomfortable. How can I take care of them? And I think this idea of taking accountability and living in service, that those two things are inextricably linked. I love that. And that, uh, I just thought about this, you know, Brandon DeWitt that I just spoke of and talked to him in the, uh, talked about him in the past tense. You know, we lost him to cancer uh, a year and a half ago or so. And after being diagnosed, he was a proponent for life and what it's, what it's all about to, to live and be vulnerable and be your best self and not allow yourself to be victim to your circumstances, but instead embrace it. And, and uh, he, had a, he had another great aphorism, uh, and I'll probably butcher it, but it was something along the lines of pain is a luxury of the living. So think about that. You know, I struggle with uh, arthritis and, and gout in my joints. You know, we just had some big storms roll through and, and that's really acts up and my ankles swelled up and my elbows are super painful and 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 I think why is this happening to me I don't see anyone else having this problem uh, but it's a reminder of my vulnerability and the fact that I am alive and so let's not let's not waste this opportunity that we have here on this earth for uh, a relatively short amount of time and let's be our best selves let's let's do let's create let's build we you have that idea you have you know jump on it let's get that thing rolling bro or brosette either way so yeah i i appreciate that he you know simon in that example was able to take something that is absolutely the worst nightmare for a lot of people and i think his initial gut reaction was probably one of uh, worry and fear but he turned it around another fear that people have or something that you know like Mr. Beast said you know lends itself to this analysis paralysis is the expectation of perfection you know I have a couple of family members, close family members, who really struggle with making progress on certain things because they know it's not going to be perfect or the, or the situation isn't perfect or they get started and things aren't going perfectly and because they know it can't be perfect, they abandon it and... You know, I don't want to make light of uh, what is, I'm sure, a struggle for many. And I, and I know we all have a little bit of it in us, this desire to be the best, to be perfect, to always be comparing ourselves. But another aphorism that needs to make its way onto my wall behind me is done is better than perfect. I mean, this is the difference between an amateur and a professional you know as a 
artist of things of your own creating, whether that be music or illustrations or funny videos or whatever, short stories, and you're your only critic, you can have the luxury of noodling on that forever if you like, but when it's time to to ship that stuff, when it's time to do it as a job, done is way better than perfect. And by doing, there are things that we can learn. There are metrics that can be gleaned from the performance, good or bad, of whatever it is you ship. You know, back to the example of social media. You know, you can post one video on one platform and get 15 views, put it on another, get 10,000, and then maybe there's another platform, TikTok, where it's constantly 200 views. And it may take several days to get there, but it seems to plateau and and the TikTok algorithm says, okay, you've got your allotment of views, that's all you're gonna get. But there are things you can do, levers you can pull to try it out differently. Um, you know, I could find the clip, but I might as well just say it. Gary Vayner talks about, or Gary V, um, talks about his process and how he'll re-upload a video five, six times with different titles, different uh, thumbnail images to see what performs best. And he'll have a video that's hitting around 10, 40,000, which is pretty small for him, and then it'll blow up and, and be in the millions on the fifth try. And that's the, that's the type of iteration we can do on anything, whether it be you know, our graphic design work, the little comic strip that we're putting out there on Instagram, or um, the music clips that we're putting on SoundCloud or Spotify, songs, whatever. Whatever it is in your world, that app that you placed on the App Store, you know, yeah, people might stumble upon it and find it and tell their friends. Or you might do a little bit of marketing to get that thing to eventually be seen and downloaded and worthwhile. So what is it that you're going to go and do? Let this be a wake-up call to you to live life to its fullest. To not let those excuses get in the way anymore. Start that YouTube channel. Start that business. Take initiative at work. And run with that idea for generating brand awareness. You know, ask permission or don't. Mistakes of boldness. Write that novel. Create that product. Just go for it. And that brings me to my final clip of the episode from Mr. Paul Scanlon. And honestly, I don't know what he does. He's from the UK. He's got a great voice. He's an older gentleman, uh, probably late 50s, mid late 50s, and uh, just seems to have some good knowledge. And this is uh, what he has to do, what he has to say about just going for it.
encouraging people to go for it because going for it means you are going to stumble into come across an awareness that you are better and more ready than you think you are in the armchair anticipating it if it excites you go for it if it scares you and excites you i would have a go for it even quicker encouraging people to go for it i love it if it excites you and scares you then you know <laughs> you've got something there and let me tell you there are things like that starting a new business is definitely one of those things uh, for me personally early early on 2004 late 2004 being fresh out of dropping out of college and working at a dead-end blue-collar job I decided to just go for it and quit my job I had like I don't know two thousand dollars from a 401k that I cashed in and took a big penalty on it later and and whatever got an office space it was pretty cheap but felt like I needed that um, started throwing myself out there. I mean, the reason I decided to do it in the first place was because I had a company that I'd been doing odd jobs for reach out to me and say, hey, do you know anything about Flash? Could you create us a Flash website? And I bid it, I can't remember if it was because that was their budget or, or what, but I bid it for 500 bucks. Now this was 2004 and that was more money back then, but it was still super minimal and and for some reason I thought hey you know this is more than I make in a week and if I can do one of these a week then it'll be worth it to do my own business and that should be no problem right because I got one job how hard is it to get another and another if I'm full-time and I knew nothing about scoping out projects or whatever and this is unfortunately it's not one of those stories where I built it into this huge business and and had a multi-million dollar exit no 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 quite the opposite I made well below the extreme poverty line for that year um, ended up living with my mother-in-law and uh, and it was rough and felt like I never had a break I was constantly worried about work and if I wasn't wor working I just felt horrible there was no such thing as a weekend and so I was scared to death of ever doing freelance work again or, or even thinking entertaining the idea of starting a business because yeah that failed I made like I don't know eight grand that that entire year and had to rely on help from my church and uh, it was it was a humbling time but what that did do for me is realize that I can't just go back to working a nine-to-five job doing something that I hate like digging ditches washing cars um, working at a refinery whatever 
instead it lit a fire in me that you know I know these tools well enough Photoshop flash whatever to maybe get a job as a graphic designer so that day that I finally came to that realization I told my wife probably not gonna be coming home tonight I'm gonna work on building myself a portfolio website and apply for this job that I found in the want ads yes an actual physical newspaper and um, applied for that job and then you know submitted it through the email go check out my portfolio website link here you go went to bed at like 10 a.m. and then w was awoken by my wife at like 5 or 6 p.m. at night with a phone call from that company asking if I could come in for an interview the next day and long story short this was uh, late 2005 summer 2005 spring whatever it's not important and got that job I had that hunger literal hunger and drive to put myself out there I was blessed to have an awesome interview I was asking for peanuts at the time you know like twelve dollars an hour is all I needed I told them to and you know what is that I think that worked out to be like twenty eight thousand a year which after having a year of eight thousand dollars was was a big deal got in there um, learned did my thing and gratefully was able to quickly receive uh, increases in my compensation and the rest is history ever since then been working in this industry I took a chance and it was scary and I survived and my wife and I look fondly back at that time where where we struggled and really felt what it's like to be alive and while we were grateful for that and what it taught us we you know it's uncomfortable we don't, we don't necessarily want to go through that again but I've learned a thing or two and guess what I'm still working I've got a day job I'm a little smarter I know how to scope a project I know how to um, get the word out I can leverage my network of working professionals that you know I've built over the past what is it 17 18 years or whatever and I'm trying to build this thing this create or die it, it was an idea it was a podcast it is a podcast and it's an LLC now it's a business it's becoming a thing the wife and I are 
going to go to the NAB conference in a month. And, you know, use that as a write-off to have a trip to Vegas. But also, learn a thing or two. Hopefully, get some interviews with some uh, some of my favorite C4D and ZBrush, uh, I don't know, influencers. And we're just going to go for it. And that's what we're doing. And we're going to do it while... I still have a day job and I'm thankful for that and that's one of those learnings <laughs> that I picked up from the past is that uh, it's good to take it slow and be smart make sure you don't burn any bridges and that's what we're doing and we'll just we'll just take it a day at a time and we'll continue to think big but I just wanted to share a little bit be a little bit vulnerable about some of my experiences in the past with this type of thing and that I can relate and challenge you to go for it what is it that you're gonna go for and you're gonna sacrifice something you know if you leave your job to start a business it's going to be scary. You're going to work hard to try to build that thing. And you may be having to get creative with your finances or stretch a dollar a lot farther um, to make ends meet for a little while. Or if you're doing what I'm doing and, and you're building something in your copious free time, which is minimal then you're going to be recording a podcast at one in the morning and truth be told this is my second take I did the first one and it was okay but I couldn't ship it you know because I had learned you know from some of this advice that uh, that I've tried to share these knowledge nugs that uh, you've got to you've got to learn from your past mistakes you've got to learn from those episodes that that you've shipped out the door in the past so anyways I get pumped talking about this stuff I'm excited about what the future holds for me what it holds for you grateful to be alive life is beautiful now go and make the most of it until next time create or die.